Okay. Starting at the top of page 71. It's a little, going back, a drop. The last week we were discussing about the flip side of the challenge. The challenge of the person who's not necessarily making it. The one who's living, as we call them, check the check. And pushing through. And the challenges of all that comes along with Parnassah. And really focused on how much we, we gained and we didn't lose out at all. And the years we spent in yeshiva didn't take away from anything that we have now. And even if we could maybe say it took away from the level of harness that we're having, it gave us the foundation of everything that we need to have a geshmak, a connection to Ruchnias, a connection to Torah, a connection to the geshmak of Torah, which really gives us the definition of everything that we are, are today. And page 71, he goes back to the point that, and yes, there's, there's no question that this... What happened to you? Yeah, this is the one that they gave me. Are you serious? There's a lot of pages like that. Hey. I mean, it's not the whole thing, but... Just send it back. I'm sure I'll send you another one. <laughs> I mean, this is one that you can describe. I'm sure I'll describe it. It says, yes, having Blia and her at large families taxed their energies, but... Hasn't the rejuvenation of Klayosol been due to our willingness to make the sacrifice inherent to raising a large family, providing for all his needs? So that means there's, there's shrekite and there's difficulties, there's challenges, it comes along with everything. But the gain and the, which is everything that we're accomplishing through that is really what makes it all worth it. And he says, not to make light of the difficulty and the sacrifices and the challenges, and it's, it's, it's easy, it's, it's, it's a cheshver, there's no question. He quotes a, a line from the Bali Musar that really defines our way of avoiding this world. Like horses that are running in quicksand, which is very much sometimes what life feels like. They're talking about waking up in the morning and they're like, this, and all the, like getting through the day. Sometimes Mamash feels that way and he gives night to Marshall, you have, you have these racetrack, you have these prize horses are, are all competing and all of a sudden they come to the part of the track the whole thing is a swamp and they start riding and the riders are hitting them and trying to get them and they're, they're trying to scramble out of this quicksand out of this swamp it's not, it's not going and they fall down and they go back up a little bit they fall bit, and it's mamish the exactly what exactly what exactly what the life seems to often feel like now what's what's the shot in that so that that's but most of saying this is what we should be proud of, this is what we should be excited about, this is what we should feel good about, that our life sometimes seems to be feeling like we're just racing to get out of quicksand and just struggling to keep our heads above water. Is that is that a good thing? So he says, if you're says when a train's on a smooth track, the effect of the locomotive is only one time, and the train then goes forward on its own. Right? It just makes a pull, and it's like keep on gliding and he says, Akash Baruch Hu, that's, that's not in any way related to the Tafkid of Achayim. Right? To make one small move and everything, just an autopilot. Autopilot is the antithesis of what a Yid's Avodah in this world is all about. Right? We are is going to have ups and downs. Right? I'm sure I mentioned in the past the uh, famous Marshal of Revolba, who says that if you want to look at a life, look at an EKG monitor. Ups and downs, ups and downs. If it's flat, says the person's dead so that that's really what what life is and he says that's really the the, the 
what a person what a person is accomplishing and moving forward is exactly this. So yes, the the ups and downs and the difficulties in the Shreikat and are all built in because that's really where a person is going to be accomplishing. And he says the famous Rashi, right? Yaakov, whatever how we understand that on some level is looking for this music of Shalva, coasting, autopilot, everything working out smoothly, everything in his, with his children, with his parnasa, with his shalom, everything, hakobak, everything should just work out smoothly. Kashbaruch says that's not Chaim. Chaim is going to be a constant push, a constant avoida, a constant machama, a constant battle. And that's really what, what we see, what we all experience. And it, it doesn't, in any way, shouldn't be deluded into thinking that someone has more money, they have any less challenges in the battles. Yeah, the different ones, better or worse, yeah, we'd all like to say it. Be, that'd be nice if we had those challenges. Yeah, that's not really, you know, in, in any way, first of all, it's not up to us to decide. That's Ershtens. And Svetens, that which which one is, is, is better has nothing to do with, right? Akash handpicks every person's Nisyanus and lays it out for them, the, for them in the most perfect way. That's how Akash lays it out. And that's really the way it's going to be. So we will never know why we're given the life we have. But if a person finds his course of life resembles the racetrack of a swamp, he should know he's the place on the track of the obvious. That's, that's, that's the obvious track. Yaakov in his track. Yaakov maybe got a little bit off, and he thought, no, 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 that's not, that's not what it's supposed to be. Right, we're going through now a certain series of Avram Avinu. A is because Avram Avinu was the DNA of Klai Yisrael. The DNA of Klai Yisrael was all about Nisianus. One is saying after another saying after another saying. Kosh Baruch says, "Leave it's Kanani." Comes it's Kanani. There's a rav. Every, every, there's not. There's not one step where there's there's nothing which is which going smooth and fakert. And that's the way how goof it's supposed to be. And we get frustrated, and that's human nature to get frustrated and to be like I wish and I would hope and I would dream and I would want, and that's all. Not exactly that the the avoda and the goals of everything we're trying to accomplish. And he says that Hashem's pride is the magnificent horses who are going to the swamp, never giving up. That's that's the pride of Hashem. Hashem says these are the ones I take pride in. When I take pride in exactly what what we're doing, going through it and pushing through it and falling and getting up and moving on and accomplishing and going, right? So that's really the 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 goal. And it makes one last point in this in this section. About the hashkafa of finances needs to come before a person gets. Right, one hundred percent. Exactly, exactly. It's all, it's all part of the ongoing, ongoing challenge. Ongoing when challenge. a person looks at life, it's a lot. It's a lot of living So then, so that right. is jumping through the swamp right. is, is a very big market. So a person doesn't have that. Right. So then, then okay, fine. This is this is what it is. And the swamps in every area. There's no, there's no, there's no area that's that doesn't apply to. It applies to every area. At different times in life, Baruch Hashem. Right? doesn't pile it all on at one time. They have the swamp in every area. Okay, so one day it's this, next day it's that, the third day it's something else. And we go, we go through it, you know, constant, step by step. And, and then his last point he makes is that if we only work on the hashkaf, particularly of finances and the challenge of finance and how to look at finances, after the fact, if the person is ready full involved in the world of Parnassah, it's very difficult at that point to really get a true perspective and really be able to understand and appreciate it properly. He almost says, like, it can come in after the fact, self-cuddling rather than an honest perspective about the world. 
Is that that if, if it's all it does, it's like, okay, so this is the way it's... No, we need to really approach this. Is the, this is the MS. This is what the goal is. This is the way we have to look at it. So we have to approach it. And that really gives a, a MS a perspective in life. And so that's, what do you mean? In regards to finance, what? Personal finance? No, in other words, in realizing that the challenge, realizing the difficulty, realizing that this is the way it's supposed to be, and this way the up and downs is all part of the... Part of, right? If we... If the person's fully being pulled and challenged by it, and they say, oh, this is... You know, it's all good. It's the way it's supposed... So there's something really lacking in respect of that because at that point they're just like trying to make themselves feel better. I was saying, he says, if the, the more that a person has that chana and prepares and realizes this is MS, this is the way it's supposed to be, this is the way it, this is, and, and Taka realizes it from a, from a forward perspective rather than a hindsight perspective, it's a much more powerful idea. So, this is going uh, to be back on, on both. And me, on both also, 100%. On both, 100%. On both, 100%. And both also, yes. And also on the, the, on the positive, the wealth as well, 100%. So, so you're saying like the whole like, you know, the, the people we make fun of of like, oh, you know, it's all shared and that's what's, what's, what's going to happen or whatever. Is it necessarily like the idealistic kind of um, approach of like, you know, this sorrow happened or this hardship that I'm going through? So I, I think around its point is that to the extent that it's worked through and it's a person comes to it in, in a real hakara rather than just some nice slogans and some nice ideas that sound, uh, you know, make a person feel good, they'll feel good slogans, then, then it's something which is which is a value, something which is real, something which is a person can connect to in a much more significant way. But just a matter of, you know, feelings and emotions without really appreciating it in an intellectual way, it's, it's, very, it's almost very shallow, very shallow. It doesn't really have the, the true perspective. They're saying the same words. 100%. But it's, 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 it's real. It's connected. Okay. So that finishes chapter three, which really with the idea of kanyonim and the idea of possessions and the, the, the wealth and the flip side of that and all that approach. Section four is our new universe, which is the universe that a person enters when he goes into the world of, of the working world as opposed to the world in yeshiva and really had to almost remake oneself, which is a necessity to be able to really be successful in this in, in, the, in the world out there. Because sometimes the perspectives and the things that we have are distorted, and as we'll see the way he, the way he plays it out, and really, really lacking a, a true, healthy understanding and awareness to be able to approach them properly. So this is a person who spends many years in yeshiva, which is hopefully somewhat insular, the way it's supposed to be. And he has, through that insular perspective, a understanding of the world. And often that comes with a very, very, we'll call it, lack of a black and white perspective, very black and white perspective, that the, the yeshiva is, is the center, the end all, be all of the universe. Everything out there is, we'll call it, nice words, is treif. Everything out there is... That's not exactly the tachlis abriya, right? We'll say we'll say nice words, right? And there's probably other words that are often used talking about the world outside the yeshiva world when a person's in the yeshiva world. The yeshiva is a brilliant, larger-than-life figure, which is certainly the way it should be perceived and should be looked at. He has this feeling that you didn't have a higher IQ than everyone else. Shikir is agoy is the is the mantra about about the world, which is certainly was truth to that, and there is truth to that, but. There's nothing out there in, in, in the world. 
Right? Assuming the Shiva Brachu, the Gemara Cup can run rings around everyone else, a master on his subject in no time. Right? There's no point to go into college if you're all wasting the time, and there's all, it's, it's all, it's all Hevel Havalim, and I'll go, I'll come in, I'll run my Amazon business and make like five million dollars in the first six months, and this guy is now working through his Ivy League college and is making six, six, five, you know, six figures only after 20 years. So look, like, I can manage it, it, the whole thing's a galachta, right? That's, that's the perspective. Right? Here's the impression that most non Jews, Rabbi Ivan the, the Viking, I'm not sure who that is, but some, probably some villain, some villains with a, a big red faced, crude, crumb, cruel, ready to whip anyone and anything anyone was notice. Okay, and then he gets out into the real world. He says he goes into law school. He says there are Taka, a lot of people who are very smart, they're articulate, they're kind, they're nice, they're wonderful. And Taka meet people, we, we meet Graham all the time, who seem to have a lot of sense of self-dignity, self-worth as a person, and a lot, a lot of they're, they're, they're very smart I mean, professionals I mean, do we see the way they're kind, and like he may have an internship in Manhattan and he's overwhelmed by the mass of people they're busy, they're important, and he self, self feels like all of a sudden, like, who am I? Like, what, what, what am I what am I in this, in this big world? He says, a little bit of a, of a vitz, he says he may even spot his former Shashiva on the way to an appointment with a donor, and no longer seems so uh, so overwhelming. Right? All of a sudden, he sees the flip side of the yeshiva, like you know that, that he's going to beg someone for money, and all of a sudden, it doesn't doesn't look the same way. So these are all. All of a sudden, there's like a like a turning of the whole world. Now, the truth is that this this is all rel- this is all relative, meaning that in depending where a person's coming from, where the person's going to, this is going to have different levels of this, right. The marshal, someone who's Who's living in Lakewood and, and and working in Lakewood and working in a totally from environment society will have much less of this, right? They're much less of the stepping out of the of the world around them. But the extreme of that, someone who goes and and goes to Manhattan every day and and goes into the big, right? It used to be at least very busy and very you know the crazy world of of what 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 that that represents and the glitz and the glamour and 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 the speed and the people running and rushing and the importance and. Right, so there's an incredible culture shock that 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 person's going out to, and and the biggest culture shock is how do I see myself vis-a-vis everything else? I saw myself. I was a spitz. I knew everything. I knew I was the, I was the top of the world. I was walking into the world, and I'll be the person everyone will look up to because I I, I know how to taste this, and I know I know how to you know handle svara. And all of a sudden, like you know, no one's really seeing this person as anything great and very chashuv, and and, and, and take it one step further, you know, in when a person's in yeshiva, so what's their spitz? Spitz becoming a godol of Torah and, and, and a, a godol and, and godless of Torah, and when that no longer is relevant, so what's left then? Is what's left now? So the gevir is what's left. The person who's looked up at by the world—that's what's—that's what's left now. That's what, what's they replaced with. How do we replace it? In other words, if I, if I don't have my bearings correct, so I replace it with something which is the world's looking at as important, the world's seeing important. I don't really see that and, 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 and believe it really is, but vis-a-vis this person, I'm considered to be a nothing. He throws the famous Pasuk, which is based on the Kotzka Vart, right? That by the Klaus who came to Israel, Shaminus and the feeling, so the giants, Right, that's like nothing, like grasshoppers in their eyes, and that's how the attacker perceived us. So that 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 whole interaction, 
with the world out there and how to relate to it is something which is which is inherently challenging to that that moment. And he says that there are two relatively prevalent extremes in evaluating our role in this world. And Mamish coming to Katsla Katsa. The world is a real place. That means science is, is king. Money runs the world. Tyra is but a little through true blip in this stupendous world. And that's, you know, a, a very extreme, polarizing, you know, concept where a person sees you know, science is extreme. I, I get all my chachma from people. You have to have a PhD to have, get chachma from them. I guess my shadows are the only people who have the, the degree in psychology. And that's the only thing that really has value. And money plays a large role in what's considered valuable, what's important. And Torah is, is important, but, you know, in, in relative to all the other things, it's considered very, very minimalistic. That's one. And then the flip side, which is the Mamish, the polar opposite, is the whole entire world is Shtusnavavalim. It's all Mamish garnish. They know nothing. Scientists know nothing. Money is meaningless. Only clients sold anything of, of worthwhile. And these are the two extremes which people approach the world. Then often in the yeshiva world, at least in, in our yeshiva world, it's often the second, and the first is maybe more relevant to like more than my orthodox world, not, not in any way to put that down, but to say that, that that's really very much what seems sometimes that extreme. And the, and the truth, as Aaron says, is neither are true, right? That those are very black and white perspectives, extreme um, polar opposites of each other, and neither one can sustain a person as a mentor. This is really the key. But that's but that's the product of what what happens. Like, oh. Yeah, and, 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 and that's the problem. And that's much what he's saying, is that, that we, we need, if we're not prepared properly for walking out beyond the Dalakosibis Medrash, we're going to be destroyed. Because exactly he's saying, the Shiva world fosters that concept, and maybe it's necessary maybe not for, for that time, and that's part and parcel of what he was talking about earlier, way back in the beginning of the Zephyr. But after walking out from those four walls and still holding on to that concept, a person's not going to have, there's no sustainability to that. It's not going to work. The person's going to push it, like just n- never find themselves and like we'll never really have any ability to appreciate what's out there and appreciate themselves. Both both things are going to be be lost. So we're still like coming back to the same original conundrum of, you know, when we first started, I mean, most people coming in and that the Yeshiva was doing us a tremendous disservice by only a Focusing on on Torah and, that's and wrong. not learning right. us or whatever, and that's wrong because they have to focus at on that time and that point, and that's what it is. Right. So, but now we have this other thing. We have this this guy who who you know who fully took took in the whole culture of yeshiva, which comes with that this idea of that we're the spitz of the world and going we're stupid and all these types of things. Right. For that point, for that time. And then when they leave, and then they realize, oh well, then there's different things. Either they could say, oh, they're talking stupid, or um, they lose everything, which is the flip side of that. They become the flip side of everything they... they and he says, and, and that, those are the polar opposites, and that's really... Neither of those are correct or sustainable in the world out there. And it's really coming from a very immature, or very... Immature is the wrong word. Very shallow perspective. On, yeah. uh, very shallow perspective. Right? The black and white world is very shallow. Right? To not believe and understand and appreciate the, the shades of gray is a very shallow, simplistic approach to the world and to anything. When the person only sees the, the the extremes, and he says it's impossible to focus one's life on something which is emotionally is perceived as quite irrelevant and significant. So if it's something which is out there, like I, I can't do that, 
A second approach requires a person to close his eyes firmly and deny with his mouth what he plainly perceives. He sees that there's value out there. He sees these things which are chashiv out there. And that's, they're supposed to be seen as something chashiv for what they're worth, for how they are, for what they're considered to be value in the proper perspective. So we'll just start this, this beautiful piece from Revolver. Revolver just really is, is this... This is our, our natural tendency is to see things either very passive or very negative, black and white. The things which are great, they're perfect. Things are negative, there's nothing, nothing good about it. He says that kufu the meat of a tamachacham that everything has a value, everything has a place. Nothing is levatala, so everything out there has a value, has a place. For Yishba Etzadik is called over. He judged each thing separately. As a toiv shabay yischayim as a rasha by yivakav yishlal. See, he wants to know that in the good, what's negative, in the ra, what's what 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 does he have to take away? V'chol zalama kimishayinu of pekucha is lewis v'chodavish shabayilam nivra. To see everything as 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 a, as a value, as a create as a, as a creation, which you everything is created for me. Everything is is in this world. How could I negate something which Hashem created and, and and felt it was a purpose for me personally? And 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 not realize it has there's some value for me personally to be used to be approached that way. The katalit sonim, the one of the four kitas, the one says they cannot everything is pushed away, knocked, put down, not appreciated. And that's levazes or levato to grade and to levatalot. Let's finish up this paragraph. He says, There's some things, Taka, that we have to stay away from. Halacha requires that. In some ways, of views of non-Jews, the that all comes from, Chazal wanted us to distance somewhat from non-Jews, certainly from intermarriage, but even beyond that. Not to praise Goyim, which is Halacha share in itself, what that means, but that's about praising Goyim. Right, uh, the many places can we hold talking about a basketball player and say this guy is an amazing player is also the Raisa side share for now for now but but Lamaisa but that's a few lemma how great he is how good he is those those are those because it causes us to connect him but to go on the other extreme and say the Goyim are, are, are stupid and no purpose to them, no gain from them. Without the Goyim, without Kosh Baruch realizing that, creating them, the world couldn't come to its tachas. Because even when we stay away from we don't knock totally and say there's no purpose, no gain. So there is a mockum to stay away from Goyim, and mockum to distance one. But to say that there's no purpose to them is mamish the 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 Baruch who's chachma in every person being created for a purpose. So we gishi say you say this to and that's the that's the way chachma approaches the world. Laharach kol but they use the kindness to appreciate to value everything exactly as it should be valued. 
not take it too far, not take it not too little. Not, everything to put it in, in its proper perspective, and, and that's really what Rabbi to and we'll see more next week about this concept of approaching the world this way and approaching everything that we that, that's out there that we're going to interact with, which is very much not the natural way that we have been taught and been interacting with up until now. Very much a, a much more extreme approach, but that has to change, and it changes in a, in a very healthy way. To realize and to value the things that need to be valued, they the proper yeshivas to them, and not take it too far. Which is that that's the that's the of how we're approaching these things. We'll see more. Be next week.